off the ball. GAA. Well, even if I want to, I put it this way, I put my back out trying to take off my shoes the last day. <laughs> if I was still a typical corner forward, I'd absolutely hate Off it. the ball. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. OTB GAA. Hello there and you're very welcome back to the football pod. It's Monday the 29th of January. James O'Donoghue and Paddy Andrews are with me. Who wants to say hello first? Paddy. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. Good evening, friends. What's the story, lads? All's good in the hood. Decent weekend back. Hectic, Mad, wasn't they? it? But they're hectic weekends. A million games. Um, all through Saturday and Sunday. My wife doesn't talk to me anymore because I just watch, sit and watch the TG car and RTE for the whole weekend. Um, it was good games though, considering conditions are always ah, diabolical. First game in the National League, but there was still some good ball played. It was a win against Salt Hill, which was a big surprise. I was mm. worried about the Galway game with the camera, but they just seemed to save it after about 15 minutes. <laughs> I was like, I can't sit through this. And yeah. They kept having to cut to really close up shots of the players. I was like, oh no, not again, please. I, I thought it's just so January. Healy Park was worse. After, so you got through the Galway game and you're right, I think they managed it reasonably well. And then it cuts back to TG Carr and poor old Gary Sice is getting blown. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking out to the Irish Nearly sea. took off. Oh boy, I was like, I, I was the same. I was like, I don't know, can I watch two more hours of this? Like, But it actually wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It's genuinely a different game. Like, yeah. It's completely different traits to be a good player in that weather as to middle of the summer as much as you learn about yourself and about the team it's such a different game isn't it it's all like char- Did you have- it's character building now like whereas the summer it it's is. actually about can you actually play football like <laughs> It's just you're back in the dressing room and they're saying, that's money in the bank, lads, that's money in the bank. <laughs> How many times you heard that? Like? <laughs> it's 3-2 at halftime, money in the bank, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have boys who were particularly good winter footballers? And then, always, you know, always good yeah, winter definitely. footballers. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And you need them. They're so important because if you don't have them and you get dusted in every league game, it's very easy for it to go kind of, geez, how, how are we actually fixed here? When you could be fine, you just need to get over the line in a couple of results. Do you think the dressing rooms that lose at the weekend, there's going to be many of them that are worrying or rattled or are they kind of thinking, you know, we're in training blocks here. We know there's bigger things ahead. Like, do we, because the league is so entertaining, do we read too much into it? I don't think there's going to be many teams losing at the weekend going, pushing the panic buttons. Really. Like a lot of the games, this is the thing that National League, a lot of games are very tight as well. Like you've seen, particularly in Division 1 games, obviously the ones that were getting the most coverage, very, very tight games. Maybe if you're Cork, perhaps, that it was like going up to Bally Buffet, Jim McGuinness's first game, that's always a big ass. But that was that was a big defeat, you know, double figures. That's, you might be looking on, Jesus, okay, we need to kind of, we need to have a look at ourselves here. But it's still, it's so, it's still January. Like We spoke about this yeah. last year. And the impact of the National League and Division 2 was probably more important obviously because of the direct impact on the championship was, like Jimmy you said it last year like Mayo were the best team by a mile towards the end of the spring mm. last year and they had a disaster in the championship so it's I don't be the same this year <laughs> well, they they're were, flying they were impressive they were flying now Galway were very bad as well like, but if you're a power choice you don't know what teams there's so many players getting opportunities younger players and bar maybe Derry who seem to be have their basically their full pack out. It's very rare for all the other counties that 
it, it's not really their championship 15. And you just don't know what work teams have done. You know, it's, some teams might have two or three months under their belt. Some teams might be mm. literally four to six weeks behind someone else. So I wouldn't but read too much into it. If you're fully loaded as well, it does, it kind of takes away the opportunity of finding a random nugget or a random star, you know, that, that wouldn't usually get the chance. Like if you're, mm-hmm. if you're down the pecking order, if you're down the pen or if you're young and a couple of the yeah. big boys are missing, that's when you get the chance. If, if your manager is picking your strongest one to 15, the first round of the National League, you're kind of going, this is going to be a long year for me. If you're down, if you're down the list, you know what I mean? If you're, the, yeah, the ideal yeah, blend yeah, yeah. The ideal blend though must be something like uh, maybe 11 and 4. You know, Derry went with 13-2 at the weekend. That, like For those young lads that come in there, Declan Cassidy and Dearman Baker, cornerback, both impressed, both look very comfortable on the ball. That's a good time to come in when there's 13-year strong players I around I always you. think that, that that's it's nearly unfair on younger players if you're put in and there's 10 changes. Isn't it? it, it it's it's debuts. It, it, it's so, like, whereas... And we used to do this a, a bit with Dublin as well. If you're giving one or two guys a chance, put them in with 10 or 11 frontliners. So, so, yeah. so the rest of the team is kind of playing to a system and a structure and the guys can come in and just top up. And you're right. I thought Cassidy in particular w- w- was good at centre forward. We know Derry are pretty strong defensively. And for Mickey Hart, you, like, I tipped them for last week, lads. I knew he'd, they'd go big for this league and they seem to be taking it very, very seriously. No more so than the three Glen boys talking out. But... Um, but it's forwards you, where you feel Derry can get real value if they can pick out one or two guys. And mm. the, the young lad Cormac Murphy coming off the bench obviously wins Shane McGuigan's free at the end, but just that real pace and directness. Yeah. And Cassidy doesn't look like an out and out scorer, but that kind of link play to supplement obviously McGuigan as, as one of the top forwards in the game. So, in, in a way, we were just kind of chatting off here. I think Mickey Hart's delighted because he's gone and they've beaten Kerry in the first game of the league down three so that's a big win for the group the Glen boys are, are straight back in now they're integrated into the team it's all systems go they play Tyrone this weekend but I don't think Jack O'Connor will be overly disappointed either Do you know, no. if you look they, they could have won that game second half was a, a brilliant kind of third quarter from Kerry to really get back into the game um, but look who Kerry are missing you know, Dermot O'Connor comes on and it has a great impact. But Tyke Morley, obviously the two Cliffords, that's pretty much the spine of their team missing and, and taking pretty much everything that Derry have got. They still could have won the game. So I think both managers will, will go away from that pretty reasonably happy with how, how it went for them. I wonder, I wonder, will he leave the Glen boys off? No. No, that like, I just think that that carry away it's a basic home for Kerry. They're playing Toronto I know, I know. He's not leaving them off for that one. Like, it's no not getting chance. any, yeah. It's even bigger rivalry. But Kerry away, it's like, yeah. hang in there for one more week, lads, and come down and we'll we'll beat Kerry away. What a, what a game uh, for us. And then go away for two or three weeks. Nah, Do you reckon think, there's a bit of that? I think if you're back in, you're back in. I know. Well, there's a break. There's a week break after Tyrone. So maybe then they're getting a few days after that and maybe that's the kind of, you know. Well, in the interview after, <laughs> they asked McFall, <laughs> did you celebrate it? Yeah, we were back in training on Wednesday. Wednesday. Ah, Wednesday. Ah. Wednesday. You wouldn't even have your phone charged by... No. The phone <laughs> would be lost. You'd be lost. Ah. You'd be going to the guard station looking for a new phone. Did anyone have my wallet and my phone in? <laughs> in fairness, I mean, it is unbelievable wreckish. for him to, to do that, like. How do, you, how do you think that do you think Mickey Hart's gone to him and said I want you this weekend or do you think Mickey Hart has gone it's up to you guys 
Or do you think the lads have gone in and said, we're mad? Is Conor Glass captain this year? I think I think he said, it's up to you, but there was a heavy hint. Uh, well, we if, want to. If it's up to you, well then, he's a new manager. So Glass is the captain. McFall is kind of trying to get into the team. Aitha Doherty probably has a bit more... Like if you're McFall who's been on the fringes of the team and the new manager comes to you mm. and you get a text on Sunday night, you're only leaving Croker, you're about six points deep and it's like... Be great to see you next weekend. Like you, what, what yeah. do you do? You like you can't. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. Buzzing for a coach. So, have you have you ever have you ever got a? It's up to you. Yeah, Patty, yeah, Patty. yeah. Uh, a couple of times, and it's not really once. That, once that said to you, it's you have to play <laughs> because if no you do chance. anything, yeah, if you yeah, do anything exactly. out the way, it's just thrown back in your yeah, face. Then after, yeah, yeah. or like so petty, you play like. shit. It's, well, You're you out. would have been all right if you didn't yeah, yeah, do yeah. that or whatever. So, yeah. like, like, Once it's said to you, you're in. I, I don't think this would be too much of a stretch to suggest that like someone like Ethan Doherty, who didn't turn up to the All-Stars tonight, that he won Young Footballer of the Year. Connor Glass, who obviously returned from a lifestyle and mm. professional sports person in Australia. McFall, as you mentioned, just back after being away in the States. It wouldn't take much for those three boys to turn around and say. So the beat, it was kind of the reaction. Let's go on and win in All Ireland. I was now. watching the game, obviously on RTE, and I think Sean Cameron and Gooch were doing it, and just the reaction on Twitter and everything was like, "This is madness." And I, I agree. I would. I don't think they should have played, but it could easily. I wouldn't be putting the blame at Mickey Mickey Hertzler because we don't know the three lads. Like you said, easily could have just turned around and go, "We're mad to play this game." And then yeah. if you're Mickey Hart, going great, great yeah. to have you back. So, so we don't know the, the ins and outs. It was just surprising. My own perspective, Jimmy. I thought it was class. Oh, I don't think it's mad, but it's not. Yeah. I don't think it's crazy once they get the break at some stage. I like you can still when? time time when? the rest, but like you got to take a couple of weekends off there with no. Imagine how intense a club All Ireland run is. Are you know, Paddy? Do you, how far do you go on that? Do you go to an Iron Semi? Let's find it. Let's It's full that, on. That's man. heavy. It's heavy load. You're playing well, for a lot Jimmy, of pride and passion there. Two years they've been on the go. Two years it's of it. And they got season. straight into it last year. They got straight back into <laughs> and it. And they went in the week after. So, so it is literally 24 months on the spin. You'd well, want two, two, two weekends off, honestly, at least. And that's being very stingy. That's the thing with schedule. If you look, it's league, league, league. Very clearly are gunning for the Division 1 title then they're straight into the Ulster Championship of all the provincial championships there's no rest there so look it's an interesting one we don't know the ins and outs the players mad for road easily could have been might have been Mickey Hart turning Connor. around saying get back we're playing Kerry it is a it is a marquee fixture like like for example I know Dublin play Kerry at the end of this month 24th I would expect the Cliffords will be back for that Desi Farrell hinted the other night after the, the Monaghan game that Cluxton and Fitzsimons and John Small and Paul Mannion and these guys will see action in the league there's fixtures in the league that are big games um, yeah. and I no doubt Mickey Hart was looking going, we're playing Kerry away in our first yeah. game and you could see that yeah that like a statement James if uh, players wanted a weekend off or wanted a few days off You'd hardly go straight to the boss, man. You'd have to go canvassing off a selector or something. Is this just in general, though? Like, you without having won a club championship, can I have, yeah. have a couple of days off? <laughs> get the fuck out. It's not Marcus Rashford in Belfast. Like. <laughs> he did a week, a week in <laughs> Belfast, and then I'm sick. What is, I'm feeling a bit sick. Ah, no, you don't look for time off no. off training. No. And if, if there's fellas looking for time off, 
there's something wrong. There's something wrong. But it's not like take as much time as you want. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Delete my number. Take three months there. Never seen again. No. Some some of the other statement wins. That was a statement win from Derry. Uh, no doubt about it, going down to Trilly in the first night, beating Kerry. Now, Kerry don't have the most amazing record first day out. Another team that has a pretty shocking record of the first day out in the league is Galway. Um, they were beaten heavily by Mayo, 212 to 10 points. Lake Keener and O'Connor penalty kind of putting the icing on there. Big win Saturday night for Monaghan. The Dubs are finding it so hard to get by Monaghan, no matter what team they have out. Monaghan since 2017 in the league. Outrageous. I was tearing it up that day. Clatter. I remember it, yeah. yeah. I was lording up and clowning us that day. Were you? Something else. It was. It was. Wow. Um, well, it looked quite good for Dublin. I thought they started well. Great yeah. goal. Great goal for Costello. Great move. Kick yeah, pass. A couple of great passes. And I was like, two, oh, two foot passes. Lovely kick pass. And here we go. But Dublin, defensively. Mm. Not good. But you know what? Do you know what's unreal, right? Do you know what we say about kick passing mm. and how good it is to watch? A fella standing his man up and going at him is so good to watch as well. Arguably better. Well, I'm talking about O'Hanlon. O'Hanlon for Mana was was brilliant. Most importantly, I think that the way he just gets the ball and he goes, and the whole crowd knew in the second half. Every time he got it, it was like, ooh. And he just (laughs) did a little shimmy and just went for it. And there was three or four hanging off him. It's so good to watch. It's just It's a hell of a lot easier to do that when you're lightning quick. (laughs) <laughs> there's, yeah. there's times I've got it myself and I've got to stand this fellow up <laughs> and you're, you're in third gear he's like quick send yeah it's not happening but O'Hanlon to be fair if you've, if you've that pace why would you not like McCaffrey yeah. obviously on Dublin side it was a brilliant that counter attack move and Dublin missed the goal opportunity it was a brilliant move but O'Hanlon on, on Monaghan's side he gets a brilliant goal causes havoc in the second half Monaghan could have really, this was going to the team of this match Really, direct runners in Dublin were, were really, really struggling with that. But uh, but for Vinnie Carly and Manning, like we're talking about teams missing frontliners and, and every team across the board, bar with the exception of maybe Derry, were under the pump there. But Manning without begging. Uh, McManus, obviously, probably their two most important players of the last 10 years. What a result Carty. for Vinnie Carly. Yeah. You know, that, that's, they're their best players. So for Manning, the big thing here. For them to get a win on their own, if you get the six points in Division 1, you're pretty much nailed on to stay up. And Monaghan will fancy their chances now. Like That's a big win. And you could see Desi Farrell was probably a bit uh, frustrated after that game because it puts Dublin under pressure to stay in Division 1 there. They got the Castlebar League Specialist Mayo on Saturday night, but not winning their home games. And particularly that one, losing mm. your first game is... Like I, said, I don't think there's... You asked at the, start, the top of the program, Tommy, are the teams kind of panicking around it? No. It's too early for that, but I think there's teams and coaches who will be frustrated at how the first weekend went for them. Yeah, with Monaghan, like a win away to Dublin is a great win yeah. for the camp. It's like, yeah. and you could even yeah. see them on the pitch after. Yeah, they were. They knew that they'd done something important and kind of special there. They were on the field. They knew they had a couple of big performances from some players who probably needed a big performance. That that can give your whole league just. A feeling of we're going to have a good year, and like momentum, that, that kind momentum. of enthusiasm can have, yeah, can give you that momentum and give you a chance. But just on the say, when you're taking on a man like that, like all oh, the Monaghan lads just stood them up and went went around him, it was unbelievable. But say you beat your man, right? Say you're going past him and you slap away his his tackle, his near hand tackle, and you're you're past him by a yard or two. Automatically, another defender has to leave his man to cut you off, right? So already now you've got you've got that two v one situation. Yeah. 
And like, it's, it's, God knows what's going to happen. It's a goal chance from there nearly for a lot of, say for a Dublin, it's probably a goal chance once they ha- let that happen once. And like Monaghan just carved through for goal chances like that. But that's, that's what Michal Bannigan did. He took on Jack McCaffrey aggressively mm. out around 50 yards out. A little bit of space opens up and he pops that pass to O'Hanlon who goes straight at it. O'Hanlon was a basketball prodigy lad growing up. I don't know if you know that, but he was in the round. He's been a handful for us before, I must say. He has. He likes playing Dublin. 19 in the league up in Clownus. He came on. Off the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a couple of young Monaghan lads now. like that is a handful for any team. Yeah, but you know, they've discovered a couple of forwards. Young McNulty coming off the bench has been flying at club level the last couple of years. Very young. Andrew Woods come off the bench, kick a point. Young Mooney came off the bench. There's some, like, Monaghan keep discovering talent there and they seem to be ready to play inter county football. They've got underage systems. They've stuff. a decent record underage, to yeah. be fair to them. Like, so. But yeah. say where they're taking on their men around half forward, they're like 10 and 12. That position is often filled. Boy, here he goes. Maybe middle pace. <laughs> no, but fellas who don't work have horses. that skill or pace. Yeah, I've been there. Whereas I've been that worker. The ten and twelve run the game. No, like ten and twelve they can run the, run the game. If they used to, they used ten to and twelve chance. can run the game. I take look at every top team going through the years. If they have a good wing forward or two, they can run the game. Have you been drinking? Like you have to have players there who can impact it. No, I agree. I agree. You can you can have such an impact there, but but they're coached to to just maybe contest a kick out, run around, fill a space. Do fifteen k on the GPS. I have an observation from the weekend. Yeah, you, you may Go you may it. have picked up on this. What about when teams get that overlap? How many teams are butchering these goal chances? Mm. Huge. Now, Stephen That's O'Brien, they're dishing. They're dishing it. But yeah, and this is the thing. This is the, Stephen O'Brien gets the one, and he, is it Shawnee Shea at the back post? He's trying to get it to. Yeah. And it, it's the decision making. Like Derry defend that well. They but, know exactly what he yeah, wants to do. Yeah, and but if there's a time then, and this is you get accused of being selfish. If the defender plays it well and is cutting out the pass, because Mayo had one. In the first half, Ryan O'Donoghue. O'Shea. He shifts it to yeah. Aiden O'Shea. If you shift that pass and it's kind of behind, I think the best way to score that goal is for the other guy to get right to the back post, loop it up and palm goal, which is what Stephen O'Brien is trying to do. But there he defended so well. And if that's cut up, well, mm. Stephen O'Brien has to go himself. Dublin's goal chance, the brilliant move from the first, um, own merchant doesn't commit the defender. Costello shifts it to Lorcan O'Dell. And the whole crowd knows you've got to cut on his right and have a shot. He misses it. Dublin misses another one in the second half. But Khan does it brilliantly. Does everything right. And Pascal just misses the feckin' ham goal. But if you hand pass it to the guy who's standing waiting and he's going to cut back in and try and have a shot, I, I, it's so rare that's going in. The pound, I know you hate it, Jimmy. I'm, but the pound goal I, I, I is the most it. effective one. It's the most horrible. But it's a goal. Is there a chance... Is there a chance it's had its day though? Because like you mentioned oh, 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 too there, Roscommon had a goal disallowed for a marginal square ball. That was a square ball, but the goal. It wasn't. No, I thought that got... This one at I the didn't end. think it was either. An injury time. Yeah. That's what it stood, yeah. No. I should, I'd agree. James, do you think this has had its day, the palm goal at the back post? Can, well, we, can the, we go back to so shooting? Like, popping the ball It can the be corner? effective, but Oren Lynch knew that Stephen O'Brien wanted to pass it. Stephen so O'Brien has just to read that down and go, yeah. I've got to bury this then. So Stephen, Stephen probably should, should have buried it, but yeah. he'll argue that he did the right thing for the team. But not I, when I they defended know, it like that. That was the wrong thing. I don't they like, defended it so well. He that was the wrong option he took. If the guys yeah. commit, then hundred percent pop it over the head back post. But Gooch said it in in what? the 
post match um, what the Gooch analysis say? he was like Defend Sean Cavanagh kind of goes would you have slipped it and Gooch goes there's not many times I'm slipping the ball in front of the goal like basically do you know like if you're if you're if you're forward and you love that feeling of scoring like that's a that's just a Kick it in the he's corner. He's rolling that. Kick. He's rolling that into the corner. He's rolling yeah. into the corner. Yeah. So, but we, but I I know for a fact we're coaching differently. A lot of teams, their coaching drills where you run in, you see it in warm ups. They're running in, dish it, tap in. I'm like, who's working in that situation? Like, but hold on, Jimmy. How many times have they missed? That's the point they're making. Nearly every game yeah. you watch, teams are getting this opportunity, three on two or a two on one, and it's being butchered so many times. I think mm. if the defenders come to you. Slip it, palm goal. If they stand off and they're defending it well, which is what you'd be coached to do, then the, the guy in the ball has to make the play. He has to go for himself. Mm. And it's but as well, right? If, if I go for this, I'm selfish. The fuck that. Like. You are selfish. You're corner forward. You're not selfish. Stephen O'Brien, it will look at that and he's driving home from Schley and he's going, I should have buried that. He he's probably raised. Is. He knows he's made a mistake there. But you know what a small change is to make it more successful? If you are going through on goal, make it look to the goalie and the defender as if you're going on your own. And then if they then come to you, slip it. Oh, yeah. Whereas yeah. if you're Correct kind of defender. going and... But if you're going... But this fella's not committing to the defender. They're kind of going oh. in waiting for waiting for the defender to make the, That's what, the decision. Dublin, Dublin's it. first half goal chance. Merch can't wait to give the ball to Costello. And it's three on yeah. one nearly. And it's like... Once that happens, I was like, not, this is not going to be a goal. You commit to the defender and then slip at the Costello. Costello slip at the Lorca Odell. Padden in, back post. On the Casabar, the first half, the minute Ryan O'Donoghue passes that to Aidan O'Shea, I was like, this is not a goal. There's no, no way he's never, never. Yeah. That was never going to be a goal. And it's... It wasn't. You have to read it. If, try and commit to the But defender, Ryan O'Donoghue in that don't. situation, Paddy. Ryan O'Donoghue was in the middle of the goal, running very quickly, yeah. right? With power and yeah. purpose. But if the Galway lads come into the middle of the goal, I'm digging Aidan O'Shea just stand at the back of the edge of the square and Ryan Dunhu puts for a palm goal. Like the pass to Aidan O'Shea, Aidan O'Shea has to catch it and try and cut back in his left. Just tee it you up don't want Aidan O'Shea to have to take on a man after exactly. he collects so, it. Yeah, I know uh, what you mean. But he put it up into the air. No one's getting over him. He's going to bury it. Like. But if well, in that situation, I would say if Ryan Dunhu pulled the trigger half a second... Yeah, earlier when kind of pull the trigger an early shot yeah. keeper's not ready defender's not ready but we are getting into a phase where we're taking the ball as close as possible to the goalie and then yeah. looking to give a dish off and it's yeah I just I think you'll I see it this weekend know. you see it in nearly every game and we'll see it this weekend the opportunities but it's just I'm surprised no one's kind of and there's no right or wrong you need to wait and see how the defenders play it but it's just amazing that these guilt edge opportunities are coming up and teams are it's so often they're not. They're butchering it. I think it would be oh, great Mugsy if did the best shots. Mugsy did dummy, it best. Dummy. Let no. on, let on you're going to pass that ball. But that's just that's what he's saying. Commit a defender. All the intent in the world and you're never going to pass it. But just, yeah. you just give it. And poor Pater Andrews. Pater was the first one. <laughs> Pater wasn't the dummy. Who else, Paddy? Who else? And Goss, okay, so he goes that Pater way. wasn't the Pater was the guy who tackles him when he wins the ball. He didn't go for ah, the yes. dummy. Sorry. Yes. Thank okay. you. Pater would never fall for Sorry, I'm Pater. Defend my brother in that regard. <laughs> what a goal. Oh, I God. told you, I have that jersey. Muggsy, if you're listening, you can have it back. <laughs> but it's just the intent that Muggsy gives those dummies. That's yeah. what pulls it off. So I think when you're when you're that close to goal, it's easier said than done. But if you give it a bit of intent that you're gonna slip it, do the right thing. 
and then you bury it. That's the way. Anyway, to keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Yeah, very good goal for Alma He was very good yeah. yesterday, and that's you asked. Yeah. Are good winter players? His power and pace against the gale force wind and bodies back. Mm. That's what I thought. I thought Gavin White, one of his big strengths for Kerry, I thought he could have used that a lot more in the first half when Derry had loads of bodies back. But Owen McLaughlin, I thought, was very good for Mayo in that first half, giving them that platform. Paddy Dirk in second half. And the two midfielders were lively with the legs as well. You know, they had lots of legs, Mayo. Yeah, yeah. And they just, just every time they were pushed or penetrating that guy with defence. That's that's what you need against that when there's bodies back. Yeah. But it was a very good finish from all of He's a couple of bad misses himself in the past, but that was a great yeah. finish now. Yeah, I thought um, he's kind of done. He's kind of buried a couple of goals like that before, but just again the intent. I thought Fergal Boland on his return to the panel. He's been dropped by a couple yep. of Mayo managers over the years. Fergal Boland, scores. A, a scoring wing forward, James, and one of the boys of Europe. Flynn on the other side has carried on. Clips a lovely couple of scores yeah. himself. And yeah, they got five from yeah. play. I'd say between yeah. them today, the two boys. Absolutely. So look, uh, big first day for Mayo. They're playing the Dubs next week. We might talk about that on Thursday's pod. Um, so we're going to have two pods every week here on the Football Pod. Thursdays are going to be for Off The Ball members. Uh, I'll post a little bit of detail around that after the pod up on Twitter. And you can check us out in the usual feeds on a Monday on YouTube and on podcast in the Football Pod. So that's the plan for 2024 and Season 4. We mentioned Mayo there briefly. It's Porrick Joyce, like I mentioned him last week as my team to watch for 2024. Should I be backtracking on that decision already in January, in January 29th? Like, can they get it together? No Peter Cook, Kenny McDay is not going to be around for the league. Well, Peter Cook's gone Coleman for a year. Out injured. He's out, he's not in the yeah, panel. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Now, maybe he comes back at some stage, I don't know. He's, But I think work-wise, I think he could be, just got to step back. But look, well, what Galway, he's silk. He was in the stand. There was a there was a photo posted of about nine Galway footballers in the stand. McDade was there, Comer was there, Silk. If you um, look, and this is similar to Kerry doing right, like Sean Kelly, Killian McDade, Sean and Kelly Comer yeah. are missing. So it's your centre back, your midfielder, and your full forward. Mm. You know the spine of the team. Cook Kerry, wasn't there, and Conroy was sub. Yeah. Like you're taking out literally five. The spine of the team. The spine. So so it yeah. will it's will Joyce be Galway team? Uh, go, this is the thing, Tom. Guys are getting opportunities. No bar dairy teams are so many players getting opportunities. No one's near full strength. So I, I agree. I think Paris should be looking at it going, I've given guys an opportunity and maybe some of these guys aren't up to it. That that's what he'd be looking at there, more so than kind of saying, We're under the pump for the rest of the season. You know, he said it, Kerry missing, their centre back in Morty, centre forward, t- um Paddy Clifford, David Clifford inside, yeah. Galway the same. You know, you take the spine out of any team, they're going to be under a pump. Galway are beaten well, but I think the biggest thing Joyce will learn is go, I gave three or four lads a bit of a run out there and maybe they're just not up to this level. I think that's what he'll take from it more so than any major panic around their their long-term chances for the season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just go through some of the other results this weekend and we might touch on one or two of these games. A few of them will go through on Thursday. We're looking ahead to the weekend again. You mentioned earlier on how tight the, the margins were in these games. So Kerry lost to Derry by a point. Dublin lost to Monaghan by a point. Uh, Mayo scored a late penalty and a late point to win by 2-12 to 10. That's a, an eight-point win. And Tyrone got by Roscommon by three points. Uh, a good performance from Tyrone. Yeah, impressive. Yeah, and I think we, we might talk about Tyrone on Thursday. But we look ahead to Derry-Tyrone, which is going to be a cracker in, in Celtic Park yeah, on, weekend, on Sunday. That's going to be a, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a smashing game. Yeah, Derek Cannon was top class. Yeah, yeah. So we might come back to that because I'm looking for a player of the weekend as well. In Division 2, mm. uh, I wrote a piece 
uh, around Mead this week <laughs> and they're 15 years in Division 2. And if they wanted to get out this year, 15 of the last 17 seasons they've spent in Division 2, I I, I, I nailed my colours to the mast. I said they'd need to beat the promoter from Anna to get on and uh, start mo- making moves out of the division. And they drew. They were very lucky to get a draw, I think, in the end. Uh, after the game, Colin O'Rourke was bemoaning the Sixers and Cup and the amount of players that he's missing and the fatigue that's set in around the Mead panel. It is a very young Mead team, but Fermanagh came down and were full value for a point and it's going to go a long way towards them staying in the division this year if they can. How Today, many, how many this, have they played in Sigerson? Uh, I'll clock it up for you this week and I'll give it to you uh, later in the week, James. I think there's a there's a fair few. There is a significant number of Mead footballers playing still actually deep into the competition, uh, which is a good sign on one hand. Um, but yeah, I think Mead only had couple of scores at the weekend Dahi McGowan and Owen Frey and two young players but that's that Kildare uh, very poor uh, Calvin Raymond Galligan got a great start yeah. 16 points to 12 win against Kildare that was played in Carlow so Kildare's home games this year in network Cullen Park um, Armagh just about got over the line against Loud a one point win uh, Connor Turbot flying again do you remember the form that that fellow was in yeah. this time last year he was out in outrageous form and, but that's that's um, we're saying Armagh lost yeah. a lot of very very tight league games in Division 1 last year ended up getting relegated that could be like I, I, division is Division 2 probably more important than Division 1 in terms of teams looking so. to get back up mm. and also avoid Tartan Cup but for, for McGinney and Armagh to get that win uh, that's an important win for them yeah yeah they have to get back yeah. up yeah it's massive oh they have to yeah, 100%. And another team that will be targeting... Uh, sorry, Samuel Wright at very late 45 to get a draw for Loud. It would have been a big boost for Jer Brennan and his management team to get that draw first day out. So Loud have Cork next weekend and that is a must-win game for both Loud and Cork with yeah. good leagues last year because Cork got whooped by Donegal 120-2-6. Cork posted one of the lowest scores of the weekend. Um, I think it could be the third lowest score of the weekend. They're 2-6. Um, and that was a relatively tight game in the first half. Cork's goals keeping them in touch, but Donegal post them 120 laps. That is very impressive. Year, in the conditions, you know, in Valley Buffet. Yeah, and, and the player I picked out last week as a player to watch, Ocean Gallon, pulled out before the game, yeah. uh, wasn't available. So, like, Paddy McBurty, did he, what did you say he scored? Paddy 1 6, and took his goal very, very well. So, yeah, impressive. There was a chat. There's an op- guy overlap, and he's kind of looking. Will he slip this off? Defenders are backing off. Paddy McBurty, boom, have some of that. Bang it. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, loved it. So that was Chris really Old Jones stuff. came up with a worldie of a goal. <laughs> he did. Just to get that in there, you can edit this bit out. Jimmy has uh, to. Chris, he got one one late on. Absolutely, he got one two. He got one two. But no, the goal was they were cut out. The goal he was gone out of the field. Was that similar to Conor Ganey's goal? Yeah, very similar. Mm. Even though Conor Ganey's finish, great finish, was tidy. Do you know he put a bit of pace in it. Yeah, backed himself. Yeah. What about the last, uh, last thing you want to see there is a watery, dribbly, safe yeah. kick. The next thing is taken off the line. Scratches over the side. He, over the he just said, "Top spin it in." Are we are we chatting yeah. about Tony Gallagher here tonight? Are we saving our because that was a I liked I liked what they were about yesterday. Mm. You know, and everyone's yeah. kind of looking what's Jim McGinnis going to bring to it. <laughs> Tensity. Let's be fair to them. They're, they're going for at it from all over the pitch, so it's definitely not the more maybe conservative style, which you would have been known for. In his first stint, that was a. Geez, if you're a Donegal supporter, you're excited by what you're seeing yesterday. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, some of the players that stood out to me were the likes of Pat Morgan and Ryan McHugh are obviously back, but Kieran Moore um, playing wing back is a fella I think oh. we're watching this year. Redhead, 
bursting up the field. Uh, Can't miss him. The kind of pace, pace and power that you would have expected from some of the Donegal. I actually missed that. Some of the Donegal boys back a decade ago. I just think he's a natural fit in a, in a Jim McGuinness team. And Keelan McGonagall playing centre-back as well um, is driving up the field. So, like, yeah, I just think, you know, Donegal six starting forwards. Their two midfielders both scored. I think that the Donegal's problem for a lot of the time last year was they were too slow. They were just kind of lethargically moving the ball around the field. But, but that I think could be McGuinness is, McGuinness well, is the main thing. You know I mean? Yeah, and it, but it, it didn't work. No, it no, no, I agree with you. Know, like they were too slow. Whereas McGuinness, I guarantee every every drill inside in training is just helter-skelter 100 miles an hour. Just get them used to moving the ball fast. And does I don't think they'll kick that much that much ball yet. I think they'll run a lot of it with pace. But I think that's going to be the major change for them. They're going to play at a way higher pace. Well, well, it's such a contract. And, and you can see it. In, and that kind of methodical style of play, that's kind of coming from the coaching team. And some, some teams play that way and it works for mm. them. But you, it's clear that they're three chalk and cheese from going to go on in 2023. McGuinness, even through the Mechanic Cup, which you seen the other day, it's like, go. All is, go. And mistakes will happen. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But that's an exciting thing to watch for us. And I'm sure the players... And the fact that they were such convincing winners against Cork, like Cork are one of the strong teams in Division 2. So I was yeah. kind of questioning the Donegal of the firepower, kind of what way are they going to approach this thing? But um, as a starting point, I think that's a, a great start for them. Yeah. Well, like Cork have a watery enough record in their first outing. You know, I don't think they've won a game since yeah, 2017. Record, yeah. Kerry are quite poor. So. Were you watery enough, James, in Kerry Excuse in the me. league? <laughs> you know, that first game. Um, games. Is there something psychological going on here that you just a- can't? You can't get it up in January. Oh, Jesus! Sorry, you can't get up for it. Still on about the national league. the The thing is, it depends on when you've gotten back in, what your goals are. At that time, when when I was playing, there was no it like the games were spread out. Even you could get fit about ten times in the year. So there was three weeks between championship matches, at least sometimes, maybe even four or five. A big big break between the league and the championship so I think it is different now you don't want to be miles behind and chasing but at the same time the first two or three games in the National League give give some game time to fellas get their fitness up try and find one or two who will be who'll be part of the team and then just off you go the, it doesn't have to be every game doesn't have to be an all Ireland final National League the best time to play Kerry in the National League is the opening weekend Really? Ah, oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And say, I'd say the same at Dublin. Like, the we are never top of the pops in January. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Galway as well. I think Galway teams will be targeting them too. So we'll we'll see those teams as, as the weeks go on. Uh, just to mention Division Three, Clare got a massive win in Ennis. They won by a point, nine points to one five against Sligo. Tony McEntee Sligo. Uh, that was a big win for either one of those two. Westmead got by Offaly. Desi Dolan hoping to build on that a four point win in Tullamore. Limerick. Fell short against Antrim. James's team to go down this year, two fourteen to two seven. Hang on, I'll hold that one over you, James. Who did I say was to go down? <laughs> Limerick or uh, Antrim? But I listened back. I to didn't. Our, I said Limerick. I listened back to our game last week, and I was telling you that you couldn't pick the same teams, yeah. and I actually picked the same team twice. So, yeah. so I you're full of shit. So we won't. Know we won't hold it against anybody. No, I'll hold it yeah, against you. That was on Thursday's pod, and uh, Wicklow uh, had. Down in Ockram, they lost by five points. Down getting a win there, first day out, 18 points to 13. In Division 4, who's killing Roche? Who's top Leash. of Division 4 as we speak? Condelitra. Thank you. Yeah, and they were the joint highest scorers of the weekend alongside Donegal. Total football. Dara Rooney, 
Darrell Rooney kicking 10 points from full forward. Very impressive performance. They bet water for 217-15. Wexford bet London 113-19. Carlo bet tip 310-114. And Longford fell just short to Leash, whose goalkeeper kicked five points, including three from play. So uh, Killian Roach with a big performance. No, new goalkeeper, new goalkeeper in, in Leash. Okay. So there you go. Very good. Uh, could I get a footballer of the weekend before we wrap up when we we start looking towards the weekend? So a footballer of the weekend that you'd that really kind of caught your eye that Maybe it's, it's a fella that might last beyond the winter. A fella that could have an impact in the championship. Somebody that's motoring well already this year. I go for O'Hanlon straight out. I thought Would he you? was, yeah. I thought he, scintillating is the only word. And it just made me, it made me think about effective ways of attacking and how you can get a step on a fella and what, what kind of things it opens up for you. It's, it's, it's different to just the same old lateral play. He gets it. He goes at his man. It's that, it kind of helped the way Dublin were defending as well, to be fair. But Dublin defend like that, Paddy. It's it's very much man or man or times. Yeah, I'd hope they defend like, a bit better come summertime. But um, no, obviously the quality of defending was poor. But like that's how Dublin set up. Like yeah. O'Hanlon's done it before against Dublin. He he knows he gets that room to take on a man because they're not flooding the place with with bodies. So that is probably the game where he can get extra joy. But he took advantage and. When he was playing well, he kept going. He was like, I'm going to play better. I'm going to kick another score. I'm going to create something. I'm going to be fouled. I just thought he kept the foot on the gas the whole game. Yeah, he was class. I would say, if we're talking about impact on the championship come later in the summer, yeah, I thought Hannon was brilliant to the weekend, but I think he'll find it more difficult against more set defences. I thought yeah, Darren Canavan was exceptional. I thought he was exceptional last year, and I think he's carried on. Um, the big challenge for Tyrone, and we said this last year after All Ireland quarter final defeat to Kerry, was to try and get a system around him and Darren McCurry, and his, to be honest, his younger brother as well, to try a way to facilitate a bit of cohesion in their attack and not just be relying on brilliance because he has that. And I think he showed it again yesterday. Really tough conditions. Like I said, Rossi's the way they play. You probably get it maybe a little bit more space. I think he's going to have his hands full this Sunday against Derry. Hmm, probably Chrissy McCaig. Or would you put hmm. Conor McCluskey on him? Size, speed. Is hmm. McCluskey probably a oh, better yeah. fit for Canavan? I, I'm intrigued Possibly. to see that. But I, I thought, yeah. and Mickey Hart knows him inside out, but I thought Derek Canavan was... I love watching him play, lads. I have a little bit of a yeah. crush on him. I think he's... Uh, have you seen player. that have, have you seen that YouTube highlight reel of Peter Canavan oh yeah the scores yeah, yeah unbelievable yeah. and it's like a lot of them are club scores in yeah. rotten conditions and he's getting battered and he's bouncing yeah. off the ground kicking uh, just Dara has the same and I know Rory's similar yeah. too but Dara has that same bounce back ability or that ruggedness <laughs> that he's able to just roll with the, the punches and just magic, yeah, his kicking his kicking is excellent as well like his conversion is extremely high he never misses a, a handy one or never misses a lazy one you know he's always cracking it straight over yeah must say now the defending yeah. there was a couple of scores the defending was wide from Roscommon from Roscommon yeah you think that that you dive on the boot because he pulled the trigger kind of quickly a couple of times you think he'd be under more pressure but he punished what was yeah. in front of him on that yeah, a well, little controversial thing for the weekend Red card, now Tyrone, we've kind of hammered him a bit for the disciplinary issues in the past. What do you think of Conca Patrick's red card? It was never red, really, was it? No. Uh, 
I didn't think it was a rat. They've appealed us still to get off. Have they? Yeah, it was. And you know, I don't like those ones where you're kind of blindsiding the fella. We were talking about it last year where the player doesn't see and they're coming in to absolutely bury him. It's too dangerous. But I don't think that. He's going up his arms open to tackle him. Uh, just, I think I think we're yellow the point of contact best. maybe yeah. yeah I think they made it at the point of contact maybe yeah because you, you know the ones if you go in where, with your body and you're going at the middle yeah whereas contact his hands he actually hits him with his chest he's going in with his hands open yeah. to tackle him so uh, or even if you mistime it and you catch him in the head with a shoulder or something but I, I think don't like that more that's the one I'm talking about yeah. you're going at the shoulder yeah. guy and he can't see you and yeah. and you catch him I just think it's too dangerous but Compatriot's known him his arms open to actually tackle so yeah, maybe something was said to the ref, or maybe he misread. I, I don't think so. Yeah, I thought it was the wrong call. Yeah, okay. Um, geez, lads, it was, it was a quality weekend of football. There was so much that we could have chatted about there. I'm happy we have two pods this week on the football pod. So we'll, uh, we we might leave this one. Um, did we get actually, did we settle on it? Is it O'Hanlon or is it Derek Hannivan? Who are we oh, giving you it? Look, are we giving uh, Stephen O'Hanlon? You have, one each. you have to go for one now, Tom. No, I, do you know what? I'll make the decision on the on the two players. I'll make the decision here. So oh, you have no one else. Um, no Tommy's from playing God again. No, I think I'm playing God here. Ego maniac. <laughs> I think for the sheer excitement that what he brought to the table and the electricity in Crow Park on Saturday night and Monaghan getting the job well, done. I think Stephen O'Hanlon's our footballer of the week in the football match. I think we'll go with that one. Great. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Thanks for your support. Okay. I'll remember that. I I'll remember am that. already <laughs> looking forward to Thursday. Uh, we will look forward to look ahead to the weekend. There's another great weekend of football. Great weekend games. of football this weekend. And then there'll be a week break. So there'll be a little less after that. So, um, you know, looking forward to that. We'll have a bit of crack on Thursday. Appreciate it this week. And uh, yeah, anything else before we finish? Any overreactions from January? Any teams that you want to write off after the weekend? I'd be worried about Kildare. Okay. I'd be worried about Kildare. I thought that after a poor season last year, they'd have got together. Yeah. They'd have got together and said, lads, that wasn't it. We're better than that. Even the team, the team they have is still strong on paper. I know that's a curse. But do you think they would put in a good winter? Come out first National League game. Kevin, it's at home. I know it's not their home venue, but Kevin... Mm. Will it's a winnable game for someone of Kildare's quality. Will they go back to Crow Park now for their next home game? Don't think so. I think they're <laughs> no. Try somewhere else. Where else can they Crow go? Crow Park or nowhere. They get out of Crow Park. They might go to Port Leash for the next one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they need, they need a win next week. That, that, that's somewhere where the, the county needs a bit of enthusiasm who, who, and a bit who, who of goodwill around Kildare. They need a win next week. Who do Kildare have next Kildare week? Kildare are playing so Fermanagh and Brewster Park next week. And then they've got Armagh. Give me. And oh, Fermanagh, like Fermanagh, very well set up against Mead and, and actually could have scored a couple of more goals than they did. They have Fermanagh and then they've got Armagh hmm. in their neutral venue of Carlow. Division 2, the they need to win this week. Last week, it's tight. Division 2 is tight, tight, yeah. tight. But they, you know, they, they don't were, have the cushion. It's not they were flirting start. with it it's last year. Start, yeah. mm. They were flirting with it last year. They were, they were, they were, they were in trouble. Yeah. Okay, so we'll there see. you go. We will so see. There. Worries. All right, I don't think that's an overreaction. I think that's, that's a pretty fair call, lads. Appreciate Thanks, it. Sporting really me it. again, Jesus, twice. And you attacking me I, last week about Kerry. I, I, I know you actually feel bad about that because it was it was, was ridiculous. Texting, it was texting last week. No, I, I thought I was on the money. I thought I was on the money. <laughs> James Donahue, Paddy Andrews. Well done, boys. Thanks for tuning in to everyone at home. We will talk to you all on Thursday. Au revoir.